This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Please get in touch with your survivor stories or thank you letters. You can reach us at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So... There are certain milestones that we dream about, things that we hope will happen and we fantasize about how they will occur and exactly what will go down when they do. It's hopefully magic when it happens, but often the fallout is quite frightening. Like the come down of huge adrenaline, the knowledge of that being it, the thing that you had daydreamed about since you were little, it's happened. And that's it. <laughs> and while you are so grateful, there can be a little bit of bleakness in the time that follows. My guest Amber Driscoll and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is 2023. January's in 2023. Yes, it fucking is. Jesus Christ, how do I not know how days work by this point in my life? It is 2023, the end of January. So it is quite recent. And we are in a flat in Pimlico, having just returned from sunny, sunny South Africa. And in this moment, Amber, why do you think you've got no friends? Um, okay, this is... This is quite. I, I don't. I, don't, I was going to say it's quite unusual, but I don't know if it is. Maybe it's super common. Mm-hmm. But basically, because I just got engaged while I was in South Africa, um, which was like really great, obviously amazing. Can't wait to marry my fiance. I'd love to just get that out there yeah, quick. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to be marrying this person. Can't wait. Um, but when I got back, I just, it triggered sort of like an existential sort of crisis, I think. Right. Um, because I just started thinking of my life in a way I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Because I realised, okay, hopefully um, this is the only time I get engaged. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking like, okay, this is, that's it. Like the me that existed before getting engaged, that's kind of over because I had mm, a big mm. I, I, so my identity yeah. kind of shifted 
by getting engaged because I really started to think, okay, now I'm an engaged person. So then I started to think, okay, the me that existed before that, I'm never going to be the person that was... I'm never going to be not engaged again. Well, I'll be married, Mm. but I'm not going to be... like legally single I guess not that you're engaged it's like means you're legally no but you know I mean I don't know and I think because it's a moment you sort of think about your whole life if you're anything like me like Mm. I kind of always Mm. dreamt of getting engaged and getting married Mm. then I was like well that's it like that's yeah that's it now it's never gonna happen again and then I started thinking okay well like I'm literally never going to be whatever age again never gonna go to school again and I think I don't know maybe because I'm just getting older Mm. I think maybe when I was younger, I viewed my life as a lot more kind of infinite and limitless and all these possibilities. And I think because now there was this big choice that was made or this big defining moment, Mm. it sort of has obviously closed off lots of other ones. Not that I want to do, like, I do want to make this choice, but I was like, okay, that's, it's kind of like a, not a nail in the coffin, because that's not what I don't mean it to mean like something. No, it's wrong. Not. But... Everything that you're saying is so very familiar. And I mm. think a lot of people don't like we don't really discuss it. Um, these feelings of extreme nostalgia and um, also the kind of having a minuscule existential crisis, not like but this thing of going. This is how it happened. This thing that I have been dreaming about, the thing that I've been wanting since I was however old, it it just happened, and that was it. That was how it happened. Yeah, that 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 was that was the thing, and it was beautiful. It was amazing, but there it was. And um, as much as we don't, there's no part of me that wants to go and do my GCSEs again, <laughs> absolutely like in a million years. But the it is almost um an acknowledgement of our own existence and the passage of time which is really frightening regardless yeah. of what wonderful things are happening you go oh that's that's me now there is a before there is an after there is this time i i, I will never be that person again yeah exactly and it's um and while it's happened because of a really wonderful thing it is still frightening and it's like it's just, it sort of, it just rocks you. It rocks your system a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and you know, it made, it start, I started to start, sort of, all the kind of cliches you hear growing up that you kind of don't really, like, oh, that sounds so, like, mm. whatever, and you don't really get it, or it just sounds cliche. Now I'm like, oh, my God, everything that people say is true, and it's really scary. Like, I started thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I understand now why people would, like, get what cold, getting cold feet at your wedding means, like, because I always used to think if you want to marry that person, you want to marry them, but I'm like, mm. okay, no. It's actually more than that. I think it's... Literally, people can't sometimes accept that they are going to be married and that is it. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's what they struggle with. Yeah. I do think, I mean, obviously there are instances where that is not the case, but I think the majority of the time, like you say, it's like, it's going, it's not that you don't want to marry the person, it's just that these things creep in. Do Have you watched Friends as avidly as I have? Yeah. Good, good. Great, we can go. On. I actually started rewatching it when I got back. Yeah, me too. I was say when I got back. I started rewatching it in January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just went the whole way through. Um, but you know when Monica and Chandler get engaged? Yeah. And then Phoebe starts going out with this guy and is like, oh, you know, it's so exciting, the new parts of a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And she's, and Monica goes, oh my God, I'm never going to have a first kiss again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You will have a last kiss. Yeah, it's that that thing you're going. I'm never, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna do this. I'm never gonna do that. But oh my god, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not. And again, it's not that she doesn't want to marry Chandler and love Chandler because we all know that she does, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's the the knowledge that those things, and also I think it's maybe something to do with the fact that during our adolescence, things like first experiences, like first kisses and first. Um, are quite momentous mm. and they're like the big things that happen yeah. and then we get to this stage of life and we're like now what like yeah because it feels like all the things that people aspire to like when you're a teenager mm. and all the things you're excited for are like going to university um yeah first kisses whatever yeah dating meeting mm. your life partner getting engaged oh my god he texted like, me blah, 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 blah. yeah and then it's just like checking these things off and then it's like well now 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 what what do I have to be excited about but I think that's that's mainly just because of the way society views I think society has a weird fascination with like people's early 20s I feel like all movies and tv shows are about that period of time it's all it's it's pretty much all we see 
I mean, like, not that's that's a huge generalization. I probably need to look further, but it is like the majority of it. Yeah. That all we're seeing is people in high school. Yeah, like, literally. Getting getting together with the gay, and you're like, okay, cool. That's what that's what we have to be excited about, and that's what kind of informs us during yeah our adolescence. And then suddenly we get to this phase, and of course there is so much to be excited about, but it hasn't been shoved in our faces since we were five. Yeah, exactly. So you have to readjust. Um, but I think I think it's a really great moment to pick because have it being sparked from something that was so wonderful mm. and still acknowledging this thing that came upon you that was just different. It was just stepping stepping into a new phase of life yeah. is really scary. It's really, and it's weird and it's an adjustment. It's like when you get your period for the first time, you're like, well, shit, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Um, it's... It's it's just it's different. It's an adjustment, and even though it's wonderful <clears throat> and exciting, it's yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. How did uh, how did you guys meet? How did we meet? Um, Instagram. Oh, that's my dream. Everyone who I'm DMing on Instagram, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so, do you know what? It's actually it's quite a, a good story. Um, I say Instagram, but so. My fiance, saying fiance sounds so cringe. Every time I go to say it, I'm like, this is so lame. I, like, <laughs> when I was a boyfriend, when I was a partner, but anyway. But he, like, used to be a YouTuber. And right. so when I was a teenager, I used to be really into YouTubers. I think because I went to an all-girls school and we just, like, watching boy YouTubers was, like, our way to Hello. see boys. Um, and so I went to... I used to go to YouTube meet and greets when I was, like, 13. Oh, my God. So... The actual first time I met Casper, my fiance, um, was at a meet and greet. But um, it's not, he doesn't remember it, just to put that out there, because I was 13 and he was 18 at the time. He did not think, I'm gonna take this little fangirl. That's not what happened. <laughs> That's the girl I'm gonna marry. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just a fan that he thankfully does not remember. I was one of many. Uh, and so I got a photo with him. And then I grew up, moved on with my life actually unfollowed him um <laughs> just I wasn't just you know waiting for for I don't know some some miracle to happen um so yeah like six years later I was 19 at this time and I came up on his explore page and he started following me and liking my photos which I didn't realize and then he commented on one of them which I was I just thought it was so funny that this boy that like one yeah. man that I used to be a fan of was commented on my photo so I took a screenshot of it and I put it on my story and I was like lol 13 year old me would be fangirling massively because like I would like it was so, yeah. so weird and then he replied to that story saying are you taking the piss and I was like no 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 we've actually met and then I sent him the photo I'll show you the photo oh actually, yeah I, right, I agree I now have to see this but I, I am okay, so invested in this story and then we started I think he liked that I didn't try and pretend that I was like really cool and like, yeah didn't try and hide the fact that I used to be like a little fangirl um, I am obsessed with this story. It's, it's, it's so... Oh, my God, I love everything about it. It's perfect. I know. I Facebooked your mom. I know. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, and look how excited you are. Your little hands. I know, I look because I didn't know what to do with myself. I remember as well feeling so awkward. I don't know how to hold my body. He looks... I can't... In the, He looks like... For the for the listeners, I'm just trying to describe this photo. He looks like every like hot guy in the in the teen thing in like the noughties. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In like the sort of late noughties. And his hair is so the hair is classic. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it's also everyone in the background. I know. Oh my god, so it's funny. amazing. Like, and now I just sometimes I think like if I could go back in time and tell that little 13-year-old me, mm. like that man is going to get down on one knee and ask him to marry you. I would have been like, oh my yeah. God. Like, it would just be so ridiculous. Isn't it? But it is crazy how these things happen. Yeah. Like, you never in a million years yeah. would have ever thought that. And it happens in, like, in really small ways. And this is why um, these days I I am... Um, very excited for what life has to offer mm. because of the amount of times that just unbelievable shit that I never thought would happen. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Um, uh, when I was <laughs> pretty pubescent, loved Lord of the Rings, loved Pirates of the Caribbean. 
obviously. Yeah, what we all did. We all went then. Loved Orlando Bloom. Hot yeah, in the world. Obviously. obviously. Then a couple of years ago, I found myself at a party with him. Just the two of us hanging out having a conversation for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember being like, this is so weird. Yeah, yeah. You never would have thought that this would have happened. Yeah. And you're right, it's that thing about going back in time to that 10-year-old girl and going, oh, by the way. Yeah. Like, I... So, like, when I think about... Because, like, my... um. My grandma, she loved saying, like, I wonder what your future husband is doing right now. And, mm. like, there's all those times she said it when I was a teenager and thinking, like, I had already met him and I had no idea. Like, it's so time. weird. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that moment, I know what he's doing right now. He's taking a photo with 13-year-old Emma. Yeah. That's mental. And, yeah, and now we've been together for about five years. And... Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your work. So you have founded a, I want to say a company or a community called Bambi Collective. Yeah, community. Um, Hello, Mickey. Mickey's joined the chat, guys. <laughs> so it is a online, well, not just online, community for young women. It's mainly aimed at women in their 20s, mm -hmm. uh, just kind of so that everyone's in a sort of similar phase of life mm -hmm. um and it's essentially a platform for women to find friends because I think as an adult it can be really hard to make new friends sometimes if you're not at university anymore mm. um I mean you might not get along with people at your work oh you might be freelance as well and like yeah working from yeah home exactly whatever, and yeah. it's just hard to naturally meet new people and in mm. big cities as well I mean you'd think you meet new people but actually I mean in London people aren't very friendly everyone keeps to themselves oh so. my god for our international listeners people in london can be massive dicks they can be dicks to everybody when they fancy it yeah and it's just... like I, I can't imagine just like talking to someone at a at a bar for the sake of friendship i don't know like it would be really weird it's it's really weird um i brought uh i brought a newcomer to um uh, alcoholics anonymous aa the other day and um and he afterwards was like, it's really weird. I haven't had this experience since, like, being at primary school mm. when um, people just come up to you and go, hey, do you want to be friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, take my number. Yeah. Because that is what it's like. When people just come up and like, hey, do you want to connect? And in the real world, outside of the diagonal alley that is the fellowship, like, you would go, that's weird. Mental. But yeah. when you're all collectively like with this place, when you're collectively in that place with the same intention, yeah. then it becomes it becomes way less scary and it becomes just kind of lovely and safe. Yeah, exactly. So we do events um in London and all over the UK, some in different countries. And because everyone's there for the same reason, mm. it's just not scary to go up to people mm. and talk to people. And most most of the girls come alone, which I think is really brave. Really brave, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, everyone's just so friendly because I think it's also kind of normalised to meet people online for dating, but less so for friends. Yeah. Or, there are things like Bumble BFF, but I know that a lot of girls, that part of Bambi that I've used Bumble BFF say it can be a bit daunting because like meeting someone one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time. Um, like you match with one person, you meet up with them, and then you've got nowhere to go if you don't really have like a chemistry with them. It's kind of like a date. date. Yeah. Whereas we do events with like a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, and what you can what go do talk, you talk do to people at your events? Do you like? Is there um? Is there ever like some kind of like group activity, or is it just like a mixer essentially? Um, it depends. Like in summer, we do a lot of picnics and things outdoors, just because Cute. it's free for one. Like um. And it's just nice to be outdoors. But we also do just a lot of activities to sort of have an icebreaker. Yeah. Um, so we've done loads of things like puppy yoga, axe throwing, like painting and Prosecco, all those kind of, all the fun things you can do in London. I you guess. should, um, so I teach at a pottery studio down there. Oh, really? You should come, come yeah, and do pottery. Yeah, do a event. <clears throat> because we do a lot of, we do, it's just so, just, just complete segue off of it, but we do a lot of events yeah, and, they're, yeah. and they're really, really great, even like 30 people. Absolutely. I think what the, what you've done is really, is really amazing, quite innovative and very, um, I think just creating that kind of community like I said when people come with the sole purpose of connecting with other people yeah rather than being any other lying intention yeah exactly. it's literally just like a friendly safe space and I think it takes the pressure out of it as well because yeah. you're not just with one person also like you don't have to be like be become friends with anybody there it's mm. sometimes I think for people it's just nice to 
have this day talking to people and just putting themselves out there. And mm. especially if you're feeling a little bit lonely, it can just be really nice to have yeah. people you're just meeting a bunch of new really friendly people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you imagine that everybody who is there is going to be very friendly. Yeah, Otherwise, always. why would they be in there in the first place? Yeah, exactly. It's very thick. It's a really good idea. It's okay. really, really good. Um, so in the fallout from this, in the end of January, um, had this, and you said it went on for about a, a week or so. Yeah. Um, what were, after that week, did you did you feel it's like to dissipate or was it an adjustment period or was it a sudden break and just going, oh, I'm okay now? Did it, how did it sort of fall out? I think it's still a little bit ongoing because mm. um, also, because I'm not a religious person, mm. um, I think I just started thinking a lot about the meaning of life as well in a way that I never had before. So it was just all these, like, very, very deep thoughts. I was like, why am I here? What yeah, am I yeah, doing? yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I started reading, like, loads of different things by different philosophers. And, like, I like yeah, it was, so it's still actually ongoing. I'm, um, I'm actually, my mum's a art therapist and she's given me this book that's all about like rediscovering who you are and I'm just gonna, it's like a workbook it. so I'm gonna I'm doing that because I, th- I think it's triggered like a lot about me learning really who I am isn't it so funny what these things bring up for us yeah like even if I'd be like why the fuck am I reading philosophers are there any like Eckhart Tolle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so actually that was a book I was reading I was actually reading it the day I got engaged as well. A New Earth, his second book, I think. Lovely. And that is like a Bible for me at the moment. I I just reread it. Um, yeah, and who else? It, it's just like, it is, um, it's so strange what we, I don't want to say what we turn to, you know, the cooking is because it sounds like it's a sort of maybe negative thing or something that you're trying to cover up, but it's not at all. When you're, when you start feeling things that you haven't felt before, we do look to places for answers. Mm. And it's funny where we go to, which, and I think it's a testament to you to try a different avenue that you haven't done before by mm. going, okay, maybe if I read this, this is going to enlighten me in some way. Yeah. I love the fact your mum is an art therapist. Yeah. When I was in rehab, we did, um, we did a, a lot of art therapy. And at the time, I was just so filled with self-hatred and, like, mm. self-destructive behaviour. I was like, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. But actually, now I look at it, I'm like, it's such a great practice. Yeah, it is. I actually, I would love to do an art therapy session with her. I never have. Uh, I would love to. So she's actually an art therapist in rehab. She manages oh, she? the rehab centre. Yeah. So she started by doing art therapy. And now she's the manager of of the rehab centre. But she does that therapy as well. So, yeah. I love it. She's deep in the rehab world. I did see a lot of people really respond to respond to creating mm. and um the things that came out you know they weren't really expecting to you know I, th- I think it's a really amazing practice um and anyone who's struggling putting your that the energy that you have that is sort of bubbling away and going inwards and turning into something really negative putting that outwards and turning it into something creative is yeah. just is so wonderfully cathartic and amazing yeah. um I sort of want to be really, really lame and ask you to tell me the engagement story. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I, no, yeah, mm. I do like telling it to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I knew it was going to happen that day just because. So we were in. I, mean, I love these that you like knew it was going to happen. I was like, oh, did you tell me you were like, no, no, I just knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? I think if you're in a long-term relationship, you probably do have an idea that it's coming. Mm. Like, I think most people have some. Yeah, kind, yeah, yeah, like yeah. definitely. I mean. Because I think if you were in a place where you got proposed to and you literally were so surprised, I, I just I don't know. I think that doesn't happen. Yeah. I would I would just, although I would have loved to be surprised, but anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we were in South Africa because we go every year. So he's from South Africa. Oh, he always, is he South African? Well, he was born in England. Actually, neither of his parents are South African, but they moved there when he was a baby, and right. he was born here. But so he grew up there. Okay. Um, and so we go every year for Christmas, and this was the first year that my mum was coming with us. Oh. So, and I think when I told him that my mum was going to come, I think he he decided to do it then. And so, bearing in mind that my mum was going to be with us, mm. he just randomly one morning a few months ago was like, by the way, I've booked our favourite hotel um, in Franschick for a night on the 23rd of December. I think we should just go for the memories. And immediately I was like, oh my God, it's happening on the 23rd of December. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, even though we do go on lots of nice little weekends away and trips, just the two of us, mm. like, I do have to ask him or kind of, like push him a little bit mm. so for him to just say that he was going to book this completely unprompted okay yeah and I was like well what about my mum what's she going to do um 
And he was like, oh, she can just stay at my mum's house. I was like, what? Like, what? What are we even going to tell? He's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. So I was like, okay, I'll be like, of course it's happening because why would he just ditch my mum for us to go away without her? So anyway, we were at our favourite hotel um, and we'd been there for like the whole day after doing some wine tasting and a nap. Um, he said he was making a reel of the day. So I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. I thought, yeah, great excuse. Like, I'll just go along with it. And I bought, like, he said, we should... Ooh, I feel like I'm making a reel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And like, he doesn't really post that often on social media anymore as well, so... And he said, he told me to bring nice outfits for the day, which I did. The dress I actually wore when he proposed, I bought for that specific occasion. I spent a lot of time thinking, what do I want to wear when I get proposed to? And so, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so it was getting to kind of, like six o'clock and he was like why don't we get ready for like drinks at the main house because we were staying in this cottage that was like part of the hotel yeah and so he said let's get ready for drinks at the main house I said, okay I'll get ready and he was like started to he was like very anxious he was like pacing because I was like taking my time so I thought okay it's gonna happen but I thought it would happen maybe at like sunset yeah this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Not like, not like an hour and a half before. Yeah. So, and I was actually, I was just yeah, taking my sweet time walking around and I was just in my underwear at this point and I look out the window and I see these two girls in the bushes and I was like, oh my God, I'm just like covered myself because I was literally topless and I was like, there are strangers in the bushes and he was like, what is it? And I was like, nothing! Because I didn't want him to then, like, it be ruined for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why are there people in the bushes? Because we were in a cottage, there shouldn't be people in the bushes. Yeah. Um, so obviously they were there to like, take photos. And so he was like, hurry up. I was like, okay. And then I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, you're about to get proposed to. And so I put on my dress. <laughs> oh, God, uh, these girls like, could have just fucked the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then I went outside and I was like, where do you want me? Like, this is real, because he had a tripod set up. And then he got out this present that was in a basket of towels that had been delivered earlier. So I think they'd like, <laughs> they'd put it in there. Um, and that, like, because even though I thought I knew it was going to happen, yeah. the way it happened was very, very surprising. Because yeah. he handed me this present that was wrapped and it looked like a book. And he said, this is an early Christmas present. And I was like, okay, well, like, what is this? Because I guess I thought he was just going to pull out a ring. I'm about to start crying. Already. <laughs> I'm literally about to start crying. I wasn't even, um, like... And... So then I unwrapped it and it was this personalised Harry Potter book because I love Harry Potter. <laughs> and it said Amber and Casper in the Chamber of No Secrets and it had an illustration of us in the front. And you know, like, so on the cover of the Chamber of Secrets, I think it's Ron and Harry in the car. Yeah. So it was me and Casper in the car with Joey in the middle instead of, um, instead of what's the owl called again? Hedwig. Hedwig. And... <laughs> I'm a super fan. <laughs> and then... It's like, bleh. And so, yeah, I had an illustration of us on the front, and he was like, okay, you have to read it front to back. I was like, okay. And so he was trying to get me to read it page by page because inside was, like, the story of our relationship with illustrations. And I was just, I was just like, start crying. So I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe the thoughtfulness that has gone into this. Because um, I think, like, Casper isn't someone who would just get down on one knee now that I think about it. He had to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and so I... Yeah, he was trying to get me to read it, but I couldn't because I was just so overwhelmed. I couldn't, I was just trying to take it all in. Mm -hmm. And so I went to sort of just flick through the book to see what else was in there. And he was like, no, you weren't meant to do that because he wanted me to read it page by page because it was building up to like him asking me. Yeah. But I opened 
through and then the book just opened to my ring being in the pages. So he'd cut out like a little square, put the ring box in. And then he plucked the ring out, threw the book to the side and got down on one knee and then he asked me to marry him. And I didn't say yes for so long. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, because it just, I, I just couldn't believe it was actually happening. It felt really weird and not real. But like oh. I was pretending to get engaged as well, oh, but it didn't yeah. feel real, but it was amazing. It's like an out of body experience. Yeah, it, it completely was. It took like maybe like an hour or so for it to sink in. And then, so he had arranged for a private, well, two private chefs to come and make dinner at our cottage. And it was amazing. And then we had this moment where we obviously were talking about the whole thing and then we read through the book properly and it all really sunk in. And yeah, it was beautiful. But yeah. I, it's one of the best ones I've ever heard. <laughs> that is, if someone proposed to me with Harry Potter... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'd have, I'd like have an aneurysm. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. And if you watch the video, I'm kind of like shrieking. This is exactly I'm what I'm going to do straight after this. <laughs> like, that's. Oh my god. And just like the level of care and thought and love that went into that. Yeah. And do you know what? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that you coming back then there was this sort of strange existential thing. Mm. Because something that beautiful and touching and so special, and it's often when you're in those moments, the things you go, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life, this is one of the biggest things that has ever happened to me, yeah, that is exactly. ever going to happen to me. Yeah. It's like you're trying to gather it all up, you're trying to soak it mm -hmm. as much as you can, and it's almost like it's it's too much you're yeah. going I'm going to forget this I'm going to forget this and then in the process of that you're like yeah. your, your brain isn't working properly a few days later I actually wrote a journal entry of like everything I could remember from that day while it was still fresh because I wanted to have like, every memory and I, mm. I I told Casper to do it too so he's got his version as well which I haven't <laughs> actually read yet I would love you compare them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also just want to show it to my children yeah my children I want to be able to read it to them everything I was thinking because it's got all the little random thoughts I was thinking that day and I think what was great because I think I, I knew it was going to happen mm. I made a real point to try and make everything into a memory and remember everything I was thinking and feeling sort of throughout the day mm. which I don't think I maybe would have if I didn't know yeah if you didn't so. know so I mean well done Casper for alerting you to the fact that you were going to your favourite hotel in South Africa for yeah. a night on your own on the 23rd of December 2022. Yeah. And you were like, ding, ding. I had also actually seen on his phone, um, so we were lying in bed and over his shoulder, I just saw like on his camera roll, he had loads of screenshots of hands, like, you know, like just classic ring photos, like loads of them. And he quickly exited and I was like, oh my God, it's definitely happening. So, yeah. <laughs> that, the like adrenaline spike and the like, high of it that you must have felt you must have been just walking on air or however <laughs> next thought and just waking up the next morning and remembering and it being magic but that adrenaline that must have been coursing through your body and then um and also it being done in a place outside of your of your norm your like your domestic life your normal mm. life and then I guess returning to that coming back from South Africa back from Christmas and New Year I'm assuming yeah. which is already heightened and everything's big and blah, blah, blah. And then you're suddenly there and you go, oh my God, this is what it is now. Yeah, and it's, and it's yeah. life. I think, yeah, that's another thing. It's like the way I'm trying to view my wedding as well, I'm not trying to think about the actual day too much yeah. because I don't want to put like, everything into it and become almost obsessive, obsessive, over it because, mm. obsessive because it's just one day at the end of the day and I don't want... Yeah. I think that's why I think maybe coming back, I started to think, like, okay, now it's just normal life again like that mm. amazing moment that everyone talks about has happened it's never going to happen again mm. and I don't want to build my up build up my wedding day to that kind of same thing where afterwards I'm like well now I'm never going to get married again like I'm sure I will have that feeling but I don't want to literally yeah. build it up so much that yeah it's like because I think a lot of brides have that where afterwards yeah. they're like Okay. Again, in friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a bride anymore. I'm now just I'm just someone's wife. wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just, I love you too. Yeah. I'm just, I just, I'm trying to find, I want to find meaning in sort of every day rather yeah. than just these 
big days that you're supposedly meant to think about. That's so important. It's so wonderful to talk mm. about. And um, it's often the thing of experiencing something quite big or maybe, you know, in, in either way, whether it's wonderful or terrible, that you do find the moments throughout life which are, you know, more precious and you appreciate them in the moment rather than going, this is the thing. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the goal. You go, we're going to work our way through this and find the, the beauty in normalcy yeah. I guess um which is so so important um one thing I I, I want to ask and again you you do not have to answer if it makes you uncomfortable um have you ever before have you in your life because I know with this one of you know connecting with a community of women and um a lot of us experience um symptoms of anxiety and depression have you ever struggled with any kind of um Anxiety, depression, I guess, you know. Um, Sorry, definitely anxiety. Um, and you know what? I've actually been feeling a lot of anxiety lately. I think that's been brought on by this kind of little crisis that I had. Mm. Um, um, and, like, yeah, I don't, I'm actually still sort of... I've actually just booked to go see a therapist. I'm like, okay, then there's a lot I need to talk about that this is also bringing up. That's obviously. amazing, though, that you've yeah. done that. yeah. Yeah, but because um, I sort of haven't got my head around a lot of it, that is bringing up stuff to do with my past and other things. Yeah, um, but that's incredible for you to acknowledge. Yeah, because um, and being able to go, okay, let's work on this and let's find the root cause of this, rather than going, well, this sucks, I'm gonna sit in it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's actually more of a present thing. Mm. But um, in the past, it was more uh, things to do with body image yeah I was, um, was going to ask yeah. yeah rather than like anxiety or depression I think it's such a classic I mean there are there are a few women who I speak to who are, who haven't at some point struggled with some kind of um some kind of no I don't want to say toxic relationship but you know some kind of difficulty with their body and their yeah. image um and <sighs> It's such a universal thing. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely for women, um, I'm a little bit older than you, I think, but like women of our generation who, um, you know, we grew up with things like Heat magazine and, mm. um, you know, diet culture and everything like that. And I think it is changing now and there is a really big step towards stuff, being women having a much healthier outlook on their bodies and not being told to look a certain way but oh, do you know what? I think it's actually going the other way do you pl- oh please talk to me about this because I don't know like, like I don't know how often you use TikTok but no but I'm not on TikTok oh, okay so it's like really bad actually so <gasps> oh my gosh um... okay this is so good to know which <laughs> this I want to learn like, oh, shit. I think that we were making positive steps mm. sort of a few years ago definitely on Instagram but TikTok I think it's just brought up a whole like new wave of just we've gotten like ten steps back. In so, what in what way? So have you seen that like kind of being skinny is in again? Oh for fuck's sake! Yeah, like so I don't know if you've seen like all the Kardashians have kind of lost loads of weight and so they the, you know that whole obviously Kardashian trend of suddenly everyone was getting BBLs and mm. everyone wanted to be curvier. Mm. Now a lot of them have actually lost their curves and that's kind of leading the trend. And those are celebrities are taking this drug called Ozempic, which is like for diabetes, but it, it has it actually has the side effect of losing loads of weight. Oh my god. And I think like Mindy Carling does Ozempic parties or something. And now like I think people in America who are actually diabetic can't get any and they they're going to start <gasps> selling it in the UK. And so this the, it, but it's part of like a bigger thing on TikTok where being skinny is in again I'm seeing things about Victoria's Secret models bodies being idolized again. So it's just kind of swung. Back. Oh my gosh, I've completely missed this. Yeah. I've been happily staying along in my like catered Instagram world well, that, of like everything that, is that's great. That's why Instagram is so great because you can choose what you want to follow mm. and you can curate your feed whereas TikTok is not curated at all. You're you know you're seeing things on your feed page that from people you don't follow and also because obviously the algorithm just is bringing you content that you're engaging with even if you're engaging with something because it's making you feel bad yeah. or then you're still going to see more of it because so you've it, still clicked on it and yeah, still then you- yeah exactly so i really worry a lot about the younger generation who are literally living their lives on tiktok and i don't like sometimes if i i think i can i'm very secure in myself now and that mm. kind of thing doesn't affect me because i'm viewing it more 
from a critical perspective mm. but sometimes if I engage with something I just I think okay I wonder what this is going to show for me next and there's so much like pro eating disorder content on there as well oh my god that and, is rude that's me to throw up. yeah oh, and it's yeah. like this new like it's it's because the younger like Gen Z well actually I'm just Gen Z but are I, you? well because no. I was born like on the cusp but I don't but I don't view myself as Gen Z. I feel, I feel like the more of a millennial. <laughs> you feel like a millennial. Yeah. yeah, come join the millennials. But because I feel like actual Gen Z is the people who have like grown up on TikTok. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but they kind of view everything through these like different aesthetics. Mm. So like ballet core, as they call it, is really in right now. So that kind of ballerina body and everything so it's just like oh my god i have enough anxiety from mm. instagram on its own but i have like i've been sailing through my happy instagram yeah, yeah. world of like of body positivity and and also the thing of just not not even body positivity but the culture of going let's not cult, let's not comment on anyone's weight negative or positive yeah. it's just how it is it's just yeah. a thing that's you which i think is the best way to do it um rather than uh putting people into categories of this is wrong and this is right it's just going Let's not comment. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but I am so shocked to hear this, to hear that this is happening. Yeah, it's really sad. It's because it's almost like there are people who are sort of like our sort of ages and older who are ha- like now have this new view and confidence and this whole mm. body positivity mindset, which is great. And then there's this like the younger generation who is kind of happening again. Um, and, and the pendulums are swinging back. Yeah. I saw something, but it was ages ago, and I only saw it because it was on my Instagram as like a, this is awful, don't engage. Mm. I saw it in like that light, not like a, this isn't your trend. I saw it in the in the way of highlighting it as something that is incredibly toxic. But there were, um, it was a thing of like, how many times can I tie, can I wind my iPhone um, headphones around my girlfriend's waist? Oh my god! I know it was mental, and I was like, "Such a one! What a weird thing! Like, how did you even think about? How did you come up with that? That's mm. a, what a weird thing to do with your partner, and also gross, like just horrible." Who even uses like wired? Yeah, who the hell are you? <laughs> who? What cave are you living in? But this is the only thing you have to do with your time, and the only thing you have to do it with is one. iPhone headphones which no one uses anymore you crazy kids god yeah I mean yeah people are people are crazy yeah TikTok is bad for it yeah I I do I do worry I don't worry just the my little brother who is 18 he's definitely grown up on it Mm. and he's he's a pretty self-assured like he's he's got a good sense of self and he's smart individual and it's not to say that people who um you know are affected by these aren't smart because I definitely was for years and years and years and completely fell full headfirst into it and I still consider myself to be a very intelligent person. Um, but he he seems okay and looks at it sort of objectively. But I know had I been had I been brought up with that, yeah, I, I, it would have been horrendous. Yeah, me too. Because like I, I kind of grew up with like Tumblr and Twitter and that was like really bad. Sick. And I think if it was TikTok, I think it would have been so much worse. Because it's just there. Yeah, constantly and... It's all videos, mm, so because mm. at least maybe on Twitter there are some words and like, on TikTok I think it almost looks more everything looks more attainable yeah. than sort of stylized Tumblr sort of photos yeah um, and because literally the whole point of TikTok well, for these young people is making these little aesthetic videos and it's also just being exposed to all these people who look so beautiful which like the average person doesn't look like the kind of people we're seeing on TikTok but. <laughs> If you're on your phone scrolling all day, then you think, like, that is what you should look like. Yeah. But it's... And then when you put down the phone and the mirror's in front of you, you're like, well, I don't look like that, mm. therefore I'm a piece of shit. And also just the filters that get used on TikTok. Yeah, like, I think that there was... There, there's definitely been a movement on Instagram, it feels like, to not use sort of filters that change the shape of your face. But on yeah. TikTok, like, most people use these filters that are just... They don't really change your face a lot, but they do to the point where, like, most people use them for a video I mean there'll be videos with just regular talking videos or whatever and it's just tiny little changes it's enough it's yeah. just like it's, it's enough yeah that you don't yeah. want if you start using them then you start to not want to look at your face without them or have yeah. your photo online without these yeah. changes and it's almost like now there's a wave of people saying that people should be allowed to 
face tune their photos and everything and yeah obviously people should be allowed to mm. but i think if it's people that have big platforms that are editing all their photos and the way their body looks it is irresponsible when your audience is yeah. a lot of younger people yeah and i'm wondering if there's any like if a way forward is to I mean, I, what the hell do I know? But going, if something has been face tuned, if something has been photoshopped, I've put a thing. Yeah, you know what? I think the UK government said they were going to do something like that. Because like, that's yeah. what should happen, going, this has been face tuned, yeah. this has been, there has been Photoshop used on this. Rather than it's going, this, I snapshot that with my iPhone camera. Yeah. That, blue, you look amazing. No, it's going, I have, whoever has spent hours behind a computer going, do, 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 and altering this to make it look a certain way. By the way, guys, big black letters, um, this, uh, this is not, this is not real. So at this point in podcast, yeah, at this point in podcast, uh, I want to ask you my favorite question, which I just love. And I love how people respond to it. Um, what are the things about you as a person, Amber, that you particularly cherish and love? Oh, wow. That's that a great question. Um, nice to think about Ooh, it's really you know, I feel like you're not you're not really used to thinking about no. thinking that way about ourselves what do I particularly love about myself and cherish I love how much I love to read I think that feels like a really big part of my identity and something mm -hmm. I love doing and it's something that if I'm not doing it I make it a real like priority to try and get back to it I feel kind of most like myself when I'm reading a lot Mm. Um, I love, oh God, I don't know. It's really tough. Yeah. Like what even, cat what, what categories are I good? What are I? Hmm. It's tough and often, um, the way I've described it to some people, I think it was Jordan Gray when, when she was here, that uh, we often, with the things that we really love and cherish about ourselves, we don't really understand, we don't really know that we do it because it's often they're the parts of us that have always been there. Yeah. Um, so if it's just that you are an inherently kind person or you're an inherently hardworking person, you just go, oh, that's just part of me, you don't even think about it. And then mm. suddenly when someone goes, you're really kind, you go... Oh yeah, I guess I am. That's yeah. really lovely. But it's um but it is a difficult question. Yeah. But I love the the I think reading is just so it's just such a wonderful thing to do. Mm. Um and it's I don't know, just in terms of exploring new language and being able to dive into another person's world. Yeah. I think it's just in a really, in a sort of tangible way, rather than it being, you know, on TikTok or on screens. Yeah. It's just, I think, completely wonderful. Yeah, I know. I love seeing the different, I mean, how curative people are. Like, how, I mean, I'm reading a book and I can't, it's like, I can't believe someone has created this whole world and everything in it. Mm. Yeah. Harry Potter, massive. Yeah. <laughs> I just started playing um, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh my God, I haven't got... My my PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only out on PS5. I know. We actually the day it came out, we were like, oh, why don't should we just like go and get a PS5? So we went and we bought a PS5. You bought a PS5 to, to, to get in. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, we don't want to wait. I am so because it, it comes. It's like April for yeah. PS4. I love. I know this. <laughs> I just don't know. I know too. Yeah. Like, I mean, great like great plan to get people to buy PS5s because I think a lot of people went and bought a PS5. To play Hogwarts, I can say. Is yeah. it? I am. I am. April is going to be a big month for me. It just is good. for that reason. Yeah. Um, what I want to ask you as well is uh, people who are listening who are maybe interested by what happened with Bambi Collective, how uh, can they get involved? How can um, so, most of all of our planning and finding out about everything is on our different Facebook groups. Mm. But if you follow us on Instagram, so it's Bambi Collective, at mm. Bambi Collective, Bambi with a Y. Not an I. Love it. B A M B Y collective, and then it's got the links to everything on there, and then just join um, the main Facebook group. We also have different subgroups for different places. Okay. And there's like chats on there, and then all the event posting goes on there. Amazing. So yeah. Um, I will link that down below, guys. I will link any links um but i will put the bambi collective instagram in the bio i'll just put amber's instagram in the bio so you can find it there so in this moment um we are doing a new segment which we are calling thank you letters um 
where we ask you to think of either a person or a place or a thing or one of each if you want to, but something, someone that you want to express gratitude for. I think I am going to express gratitude for for my my now fiance Casper. Mm. Um but just for this for just for loving me so much. Mm. Um I'm so uh like I'm so grateful. Like, <laughs> so, for, for him making me so happy all the time and always mm. seeing the best in me and for believing in me oh. every day. And bringing so much joy and love into my life. Oh, my God. Guys, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love love. (laughs) I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't care. That's just the way it is. Um, Amber, thank you so, so much for being here. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for the work that you were doing for young women. Um, Thank you for being so open and honest. It's just, it's really, really inspiring and really wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Join me next week with my guest, comedian Nabil Abdul-Rashid. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories either at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore uk. To have your story or thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line. We really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week. Your favourite place, person or thing, we are here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. 